Bidzy's Small Business Society, number 134. You're listening to Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy's Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Aaron Jenks. Aaron is an in-demand business and sales mentor for coaches and consultants across many different fields. In addition, he owns and operates three businesses which have allowed him the financial freedom to follow his passion. And that passion lies in teaching lead generation, sales skills, and everything else that comes with rapidly growing a strong six-figure business. Welcome, Aaron. Can you first tell us more about yourself than about what projects you're working on today? Yeah, I'm just what you said, man. Uh, I like I like it when people read the intro that I wrote. So that's <laughs> so that's a good thing. I couldn't said it better myself. What's really rock and rolling is the Six Figure Coaches Club, which uh, you you briefly mentioned there, where we basically teach coaches how to get new clients, client acquisition, and so that's uh, something pretty exciting. That's that's uh, I never expected to be doing this ever. It just kind of fell on my lap. Yeah, so we want to talk more about how you and subsequently, I guess we could talk about how your clients are actually acquiring clients. We want to get into uh, you know growing your business and how you help people grow their businesses. But let's talk about your journey specifically here. So you achieved success early, Aaron. What prompted you to leave a seemingly, and I say I stress seemingly, secure and high-paying position at a Fortune 500 company to go out on your own and offer sales, mentoring, and consulting services? Well, when I was 18, I graduated high school, and I was a poor student because I was two reasons. Number one, I was bored. Number two, I was a rebel and still am. And I didn't want to learn the stuff that the school system wanted me to learn because I thought, well, what's the point? And, And I want to learn what I want to learn. So it wasn't that. So I graduated with a 1.999, believe it or not. It's as, <laughs> as low as you can get and still pass. And I basically didn't do anything for the four years. And then like the last quarter, or I would say the last second half of the year, I basically got all straight A's just because it was so easy. But I just needed, no, I needed to do that to raise my GPA up enough to, to pass. 
to graduate. So I did, and then I enrolled in a community college, and I dropped out of that like within a week because I said, well, this is more of the same of uh, basically what I was doing. And I got a job as an errand boy, as a, you know, dropping off invoices, picking up checks, just doing all the stuff that other people didn't want to do in a in a, uh, a the the branch of the Fortune 500 company that did advertising and marketing for, incidentally, small businesses, small medium sized businesses. So the way I got my start was to get a re-sign opportunity where I re-signed somebody up. So I did that, and I ended up selling them more than they originally had, and then they cut me loose to test out selling and then client acquisition from there, and I broke all kind of records first time out the gate, and they were pretty impressed. So from then on, they let me do what I wanted to do, and I rose through the ranks pretty quick. And uh, then a year later, I started taking on uh, in real estate investing as at at nineteen, and did that. And I was still with the Fortune five hundred companies, doing sales training and and uh, regional managers and and all kind of stuff like that. And the market crashed in real estate. From fast forward and skipping years, I was married by then, had some kids, and. I, you know, my savings ran out because the way that I acquired houses, by then I'd quit, I'd long quit the working for the company. The way that the way I bought houses quit, so I went uh, after my savings dried up, flat broke. I'm talking broke, broke, food stamps, as poor as you can be, do- paying a dollar in gas a time, driving around in the hot Florida sun with no air conditioner. It was rough. Tough stuff, man. Yeah, like what what a journey. So I want to take us back. Let's go to when you were in school, what wasn't working in the structure of the school system? I mean, talk to that person in school or in college right now that might be feeling the way that you felt, Aaron. If you want to be an entrepreneur, school is not going to help you. It's just it's not. I don't, I don't, there's no other way to put it. Being an entrepreneur is something that requires a lot of hustle and, and gut and grit and grind. So if you're in school and you want to be an entrepreneur, just go ahead and pass and, and get out of there and, and get out as fast as you can. If you ever want to be a professional, like a, a pharmacist, a doctor, a lawyer, well, then you need school and you should stay in and do very well. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you don't need it. So I know that's not conventional wisdom, but there it is. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's conventional. I think there's a lot of people burning a lot of time and money just following that traditional trajectory of, you know, graduating high school and just getting that four-year degree. Then what, right? That's the question, right, Aaron? Now, if you're in high school, you should probably should finish high school. At least get yourself finished in high school. Um, you know, GED is like, eh, you know, it, if you have to, if it's if it's between you doing that and uh, blowing your brains out because you hate school so much, well, then, you know, get your GED. But otherwise, graduate high school, then go out there and, and uh, you know, be, hopefully maybe you started being an entrepreneur before or if not, do it when you graduate or get a job and, and then to fund your, your hustle. What a time to be alive, the opportunity, the tools, the resources, it's all out there for us. And you've seized some of that opportunity. You've enjoyed some success, Aaron, but 
like you said, it wasn't always that way. Tell us about your biggest challenge in business or otherwise, but what sticks out in your mind as your biggest challenge? And here, Aaron, our listeners are looking for some of the actionable steps that you may have took to really embrace and overcome that challenge. Well, being poor, you know, as poor as you can be with kids and a wife who depend on you. My wife didn't work because it wasn't economical for her to work or else we'd have to pay for childcare. So, you know, being so low to where you can't afford food and, you know, you have to make a mental shift. I could have given in and maybe in some cases I should have. And I guess a couple times I did to getting a job, but I'm not a job guy. I'm not a job slave. I can't do that. I can't. Number one, like I told you for the, from the jump, I'm rebellious. So I can't follow other, somebody else's rules. I have to follow my own rules. That's number one. Number two, you got to have a good attitude. If you're, if you're down in the dumps and you're stinking is thinking, your business will be in the exact same condition. So you have to look for opportunities. You have to focus on going, moving forward. You can't focus on your surroundings because as, as bleak as it will be. And you can, you can go out and make something happen with a positive mental attitude and with hard work. And that's what I did when, after the market collapsed and I went broke and poor. I figured out a way to get back in the house business and real estate investing, and I did. And so that's what I did, and, and, I, and I, that has enabled me to be free. And that – and I, I kept on doing what I did know, which was sales and sales consulting for companies. And, you know, now I'm at the point where I basically do what I want to do. Absolutely. Creating that lifestyle that you're looking for. So, Aaron, what steps did you really take to stay positive, to keep that positive mind frame when it looked like all was lost? Like, were you journaling? Were you part of um, masterminds? Were you uh, networking? What did you do to really stay positive and ensure that you didn't lose it all mentally and uh, you know financially and everything else that comes with that? Well, Rob, those three things that you mentioned to me are a waste of time. Masterminds, it's, full of, it's usually filled with other people who don't know anything. So you guys are just a bunch of people who don't know anything talking to each other. That's what I found them to be. Or you know, you're the guy who knows everything and everybody's just kind of mooching off you. That's, that's one thing about mastermind. The second thing, networking, it's for desperate people who are going out and getting leads with other desperate people because people who are busy, they don't have time to network. They're not at networking events. They're not networking parties. They're, they're off making money. Usually when you're networking, you're trying to make money. You're not making money. So the, the third thing, journaling. Journaling is, is kind of hip with some circles, but it's not going to help you make money. So what you got to do if you're broke, busted, and disgusted, if you're trying to start a business, you don't have any money, you got to make sales. You got to make sales because sales is a business. If you don't have sales, you don't have a business. So on your priority list, every day when you wake up, it's got to be to make a sale because that's how you put food on the table. Interesting perspective. I talk to a lot of people on the podcast here, Aaron. And people, again, have a lot of different perspectives when it comes to those three things specifically, when it comes to networking or joining masterminds or journaling. I love your take on it. Um, there's money-making activities out there, and you're saying that it boils down to sales and learning how to sell, Aaron. Is that right? Yeah. If you, if you, what's a business without sales? Absolutely agree. 
Now, talk about some of the rewards of entrepreneurship. Why is it so great to be Aaron Jenks? Because nobody tells me what to do. That's, that's, so, that's a part of freedom, which was what everybody says, which is true, is the, is the freedom to do what you want to do. And uh, all the other answers are built around that. You know, the nucleus is freedom. You can plan the business the way you want to. You can work the hours you want to work and from where you want to work it. It's assuming it's a virtual business. And, you know, that's that's the great part of being an entrepreneur. And you get to keep all the profits. <laughs> <laughs> now, you talked about uh, having uh, the um, the location independence, I guess, with the virtual business. Um, how does that compare? Like, what would you say to somebody who's running that virtual business as opposed to somebody who has, like, a brick-and-mortar location? What advice would you give them uh, to stay free? Well, I've dealt with many thousands of brick-and-mortar location people, too, uh, you know, as would be expected on what you've heard previous in my story. And I've dealt with lots and lots of virtual business owners. And in order to stay free, you got to make sales. If you have a, a brick-and-mortar or you have a virtual business, you got to make sales. Everybody is, you know, they focus on webinars. They focus on list building, they focus on all these things which are important, but they're not immediate sales generating methods most of the time. So you got to do those things which can make you a sale today so that you can cash flow. Because if you can't cash flow, you ain't going to last long. Totally agreed. Can you walk us through quickly, and this might be a little bit of a broad question that uh, isn't going to get a really narrow answer, but can you quickly walk us through a sales cycle, Eric? Well, I think what you're asking is what what a sales process. Sure, sales process. Yep, sure. Yeah, a sale a sales process is first of all lead generation. You got to have leads to last. So the best way to generate leads is to find out where your prospects are and then go there and call on them. Tell them, you know, you try to identify their pain points and book an appointment to try to see how you can alleviate those pain points, get on a phone call or on a personal meeting with them, and set the frame where you're the leader in the conversation, and they understand that, and that they don't try to dominate, because if they, if they dominate conversation, you won't get the sale, unless they're feeling charity towards you. So that's no way to, to sell. So you set your frame, you get into their pain, and you let them puke on you all about you know the, whatever your product or service, the niche fits, uh, you let them talk and you ask them questions. And then you speak, you give them little hints through their pain about how you, your product or service can alleviate that. Then you take a transition into their brain because people buy on emotion but they're sold on logic. So you go to their brain and on their brain you, you basically – give them the benefits of your product or service and how it alleviates their pain. And then you win the game by getting paid right there at the moment because 80% of the people who don't close on the first call will never close. So you might as well get them to make their yes or no decision that they were going to make right now as opposed to wasting your time with follow-up. Who likes follow-up? It's humiliating. It's chasing people. It sucks. (laughs) So you set the frame, get the pain, talk to the brain to win the game. Love it, Aaron. And I love that you got to have leads to last. I love that so much. And you can learn more, everyone, at AaronJanks.com. Learn more about that sales process that he's just talked about. Now, 
It's a noisy marketing and a noisy social media landscape, Aaron. Tell us what's been most effective for you in cutting through some of that noise to engage with and grow your client base. And here, I'm hoping that you could help the aspiring entrepreneur understand what it takes to gain some traction out there. Well, you have to first listen to the market and to understand what they need. So when I started my podcast, I began to get contacted by coaches, consultants, asking if I could help them learn how to get clients because they didn't know how to sell. They were really good. They're a health coach. They're this, that, and the other. They're good at what they do, but they don't know how to get clients. So I identify that that was a weak spot. So I come in to alleviate the weak spot, and it's fantastic. It's growing like crazy. So that's what you have to do. If you want to cut through the noise, you have to look for a weak spot, come in, and try to alleviate that pain. You have to find a deep pain. So my deep pain is coaches not making much money, but they love what they do. They're passionate about what they do. They're heart-centered. And so they are really desperate, and they need to get clients. They need to be able to eat. They want to be able to continue to do what they love, but they don't know how to close clients. So that's what I do. And I don't have clients. These are my mentees. I mentor them because – when you're a coach, you coach something out of somebody. When you're a coach, you have clients. Well, I don't have clients. I have mentees. And when I, as a mentor, you just tell people what they do, and they do it. So I just tell them what to do, and then they do it, as opposed to a coach where a coach coaches answers and solutions out of people. They don't have the answers and solutions within them, no way, shape, or form. So I don't do that. I, I tell them what to do, and then, and then they go and do it and get the results. I mean people, they go out and, and they get – you know, they make a – $10,000 in two weeks. That is how you cut through the noise. You find the pain point and you alleviate it and it gets results and people notice. That's exactly the exact recipe to how to get cut through the noise. Aaron, you're talking about mentorship here. So if you had to pick just three reasons to have a mentor, what would they be and why? Number one, they know, that's, 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 they know what you want to do. So they've, they've been where you are, so they can look at that. That's a reason to get a mentor. Number two reason to get a mentor is that they don't care about your feelings because they're not, you're, they don't work for you. You're not their client, right? So when the client denotes a fiduciary relationship, well, as a, with a mentor, you're, you know, you're paying them for their time. So number one. They know and you don't. Number two, they don't care about your feelings, so they'll tell you what you need to hear. And number three would be it can shorten your learning curve because you're just going to do what they tell you to do. You're just going to do what they tell you to do, and they know what to do. So number one, they know what to do. Number two, they don't care about your feelings, so they'll tell you straight up. And number three, you just are going to shorten your learning curve. And that's the, 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 if you go on the school of hard knocks, it's going to take forever. And you may or may not make it because you may or may not have the stamina. But if you get a mentor and you pay them, they'll shorten the learning curve. They'll tell you what you need to hear. And they know what you need to hear. So it's, it's a trifecta of goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, if you're paying for that mentorship as well, you've got some skin in the game and you're going to take this stuff uh, a little more seriously. But with that said, 
Aaron, are there any influencers that you follow online or otherwise uh, for your own motivation and inspiration? Well, I've always been a, a good uh, fan of Zig Ziglar. But besides that, I am not really a follower of anybody. I've, I watch people from time to time, you know, the, the same folks everybody watches, like uh, your, your Gary Vees or your Grant Cardone, who, uh, who I'm coming after. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, the people like that I, I keep my eye on. And uh, here's one, Dan Pena. So those three guys, especially Dan, he's known as the $50 billion man, so you should go check him out. I'm not familiar with that. Certainly familiar with uh, Gary and Grant. Not familiar with them, but certainly going to look him up uh, when we're done this conversation. Now, forgive me for jumping around here a little bit towards the end here, Aaron, but uh, do you love to win or hate to lose, and why? But you know what? I would say that I'm more win-focused than I am hate to lose. I'm very, very competitive, so there would be a hate to lose component. But I noticed that when you're you're focused on Look, I love competition. It's good. So I'm not one of these people that say that competition is not real. That's just foo-foo fairy talk that you know hippies talk about and to, to try to make themselves feel better. Competition is real. But when you're focused on the competition, which you should know what they do, so don't take this to the extreme, you are taking time off what you're doing. And I'm telling you what, when you really get rocking and rolling, there's only a certain amount of time and brain power. And you need every bit of brain power. When you're out there, you're thinking about a girl, you're thinking about, you know, the competition or whatever. You got to think like, geez, I could be thinking, I could have just right now thought of the solution or thought of XYZ for my business. Could have been making some sales, right? That's right. And so you only got so much brain power. Now, Aaron, give our listeners something actionable. What are you doing to wind down after a long or stressful day? Well, my hobby is to play the guitar the acoustic guitar. So I guess I do some of that or I, uh, I would very rarely do I put on Netflix, but if I do, I'll go put something on like criminal minds or something like that. But that's basically what I do to, to wind down. I go to the gym really late at night. So when the gym is empty and like 12 midnight or so. And so it doesn't keep me up. A lot of people, it keeps them up. doesn't keep me up. So I do that, and that helps me wind down because by the end of it, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I love working out alone, too, in those late-night uh, sessions, you bet. Now, boil it down for us. What is the one thing you want to share about the importance of sales and further sales training to the small business and the entrepreneur, Aaron? The main thing is they have to, to accept that they are salespeople. Was the moment you sign up to be an entrepreneur. You have also signed up to be a salesperson. And everybody in your organization, which usually just starts with you, is in sales. If you had a janitor in your building and, and the customers came in and he didn't do a good job because the place was dirty, it's going to affect sales. If the lady who answers the phone answers the phone rudely, hello, it's XYZ. She's got an attitude. It's going to affect sales. So no matter what you think the job description is it's always going to affect the bottom line if it's a bookkeeper and she double bills the client the client gets mad it's going to affect sales if you serve cupcakes at a brick and mortar and the cupcake has a roach in it or whatever it's going to affect sales so you 
you have to understand and accept you're a salesperson. And then you have to accept that your business runs on sales. And I understand that servicing clients and making sure you have good products, they're all part of that. But you need to prioritize everything second to sales. Everything second to sales. Because without sales, you can't service the clients because you can't keep your lights on. So you, you, you have to have sales coming in. So accept your salesperson and then prioritize sales in your business and learn from sales teachers, sales mentors about the psychology of selling, the sales process. Learn as much as you can so that you can really grow your business and go straight up. For sure. You're selling yourself. You're selling your brand. You're selling your product. You're selling your service. The lifeblood of your business is sales, Aaron, right? Absolutely. Now, if people want to learn more about you and your business and your processes, how can they connect with you? Best thing to do is go to the Facebook group, Straight Up Entrepreneurs. It's uh, around two months old, and we're 2,000 members already. So it has grown really fast. Probably the fastest I've ever seen a Facebook group grow, and I didn't market to a list or a previous list or anything like that. So an open public group, is that right? Well, it's a private group, but you request to join, and, and we let you in. And the, the theme of the group is to give it to you straight up. So none of the flower talk, none of the foo-foo, and, and you know we're all great, and everything's this, and you're lovely, and you're, we, we respect your feelings. We don't respect your feelings. We don't care about your feelings. They're irrelevant. What is relevant is results. Only results are relevant. And that's what Straight Up Entrepreneurs is all about. It's, it's giving it to you straight up so that you can go straight up. It's for people who don't want the rah-rah. They just want things given to them real, raw, and right. So go to Straight Up Entrepreneurs, and that's where I really hang out. If you want to, you can go to my website, but it's just going to lead you to there anyway. So my website's AaronJanks.com. But go to look it up. I hang out there all the time. Come on and uh, get ingrained in the community before, you know, six months from now we're too big for you to even ever get noticed. So come on in now. Awesome resource, Aaron. I'm there right now. I made my request to join, looking for that inspiration, more of what you've given us today. Thank you so much for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Okay, man. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.